what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. God wants you to be free. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to be victorious. He wants you to be an overcomer. And through and by Jesus Christ and your faith in what He did, you can be free today. Glory to God. You can be free. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 30. 2 Chronicles, chapter 30, first verse. 2 Chronicles 30, verse 1. And Hezekiah sent to all Israel and Judah and wrote letters also to Ephraim and Manasseh that they should come to the house of the Lord at Jerusalem to keep the Passover unto the Lord God of Israel. The Passover of the Lord had not been celebrated in Israel in some 260 years since the kingdom had been divided. And King Hezekiah now sends forth letters for all of Israel to come together and to celebrate the Passover. And this morning, this text here is just a launching point, but much of what we will deal with today will be found in Exodus chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and flip there. Uh, We're going to be looking at the Passover today. I believe the Lord has a special purpose for every single human being. And I believe that the Lord has a place in which that purpose is to be carried out. For Israel, God's purpose was for them to bring forth the Word of God and to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. With that being said, let me say today that God's purpose in your life, although we may go in different directions and whatever the case, ultimately the bottom line is this. God wants you and whatever your purpose in life is, He wants you to bring forth the Word of God and to bring forth the Lord Jesus Christ. The place that God chose for Israel, he called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, called him out from among his kindred and his brethren and his father's house. Come to a land that I will show thee of. And Abraham did that. The promised land. Canaan land. This was the place that God wanted Israel to be. 
And the patriarchs of old, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they dwelt there in that place that God wanted them to be for a certain amount of time. But during the time of Jacob, the Bible says that there was a famine in the land, and all of Israel, Jacob, God changed his name to Israel. And Israel, they moved down into Egypt to withstand the famine that had come. And God intended for that to be a temporary place of provision. God did not mean for that to be permanent, if you will. They dwelt in the land of Goshen. Genesis 47 verse 27 And Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt in the country of Goshen. And catch this. They had possessions therein and grew and multiplied exceedingly. During a time of famine, God blessed his people and provided for what was needed. Bring it up to the New Testament. The Apostle Paul said, My God will supply all of your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Whatever your need is today, God's got it. God's got it. And there's a lot of things going on in our country today. Things that are not good. Gas prices going up. I was at Lowe's yesterday trying to get certain particulars and there's a shortage on some things now. What in the world are we going to do, Brother James? We're going to believe God. <laughs> and God is equal to the task, ladies and gentlemen. If a famine comes to this country, God knows how to provide for His People And they were blessed. The Bible said they had possessions. But, but this is the thing. I want you to get this this morning. No matter where you are, things may be going good. You may be blessed. But is it God's best? Just because things are going good and your needs are being met... That does not mean that God is approving of where you are and what you are doing. And Israel was content to stay right there in Egypt. Because they were blessed and they were multiplying. But God had something better for them. And the Lord had to allow some things to take place. And... God has to allow certain things to take place within our hearts and lives. Because sometimes in our Christian experience, we, we, we get content right where we are. And we, 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 you know, we're being blessed and we accept that and whatever the case. But God's got something better for us. And He wants to move us into something better. And sometimes God has to allow some bad things to happen to get us moving in the right direction. If God allows something bad to happen to you, it's only because He's got something better for you. God's got your best interest at heart. God has nothing but good things for you. And if God could catch some of you, He'd bless you.
<laughs> Glory to God. God had to allow some things to happen to Israel because they were down there in Egypt and they were just content to stay there. And, and I think the church today has become content to stay right here in this world. He that has an ear, let him hear. And the Lord's going to have to allow some things because this world is not our home. We're just passing through. God's got something better for the church. And it's the trump of God, which could sound at any moment. I've got a better place. It's over on the other side. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. That place is not in this world. That place is on the other side. And let me tell you, you better be laying up treasure over there more than here. Because it'll rust away. Moth will eat it up. Dust and corrosion and whatever the case. This world is only temporary. But what you put up over there, it is eternal. And when you invest in the Word of God, when you bring forth the Word of God, when you witness for Jesus Christ, you are investing in eternity, ladies and gentlemen. God's got something better for you. It's always something better for you. So don't be content where you are unless you know for sure that's, that's exactly where. Are, are you in the will of God? What is your purpose? And are you in the right place for your purpose to be carried out to the fullest extent that God intends for it to be? In order for you to figure that out, you've got to have a nice, tight, close-knit relationship with Jesus Christ, when you talk to him every day and he talks with you. And I, I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, right here is where God wants this preacher to be. And until the Lord says, go, we're going to stay right here. They ain't going nowhere. You can cut my lights out if you want to. You can cut the gas off if you want to. You can cut the paycheck if you have to. But the Lord... Wants this old boy to stay right here. This is the place that God has brought me to. And I'm going to say this. This is the place that God has brought you to. Now some of you have been here a long time. A long time. You've seen a lot of things. Oh, but let me tell you, the best is yet to come. <laughs> Glory to God, because God's got good things for us in the future. And there's some of you listening by radio this morning. God's brought you here too. And God's dealing with you, and He's working with you. Every time you ride by this church, God's dealing with you. This is the place God wants you to be, but you keep fighting it. Something else keeps pulling you away. Oh, but God knows what area of your life to touch to get your attention and get where you need to be. And he allowed Pharaoh to make slaves out of Israel, caused them to work long hours slaving to build the treasured cities of Pharaoh. And life became unbearable. Israel, they multiplied and 
Pharaoh sent forth orders that the little boy babies were to be murdered right after they were born. I'm talking about slavery. I'm talking about oppression. And it got to the point that Israel finally turned to God and said, God, deliver us. And that's when God sent Moses. Eighty years of age. And God called Moses. You think of that. Don't ever think, well, Brother James, I'm too old for God to use me. Don't ever think, well, Brother James, I'm just a little fella. I'm just a young man. I'm a young lady. And there ain't a whole lot I can do. God will use any vessel. Makes no difference what the age is. God can use any vessel that is willing. Are you hearing me? And he called Moses. And Moses, 80 years of age, he walks into the most palatial palace on the face of the earth at that time. He stands before the mightiest monarch on the face of the earth at that time. One message, let my people go. One message, ten times Moses came before Pharaoh with that message, let my people go. The message never changed. God's word does not change. Somebody called me up the other day, hadn't heard from them in years. And Brother James, I heard you on the radio the other day. You're preaching the same thing you did 10 years ago. I said, Amen. Thank God. The message does not change. It's still the cross. It's still Calvary. It's still Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Glory to God. The message doesn't change. And there's some of you listening to me today by radio. You're in bondage. You're saved. But you're in bondage. That alcohol has a grip on you. Nicotine has a grip on you. Some of you, pornography has a grip on you, and you want to be set free from that thing, but it, but it has a, a, it's like a vice grip hold upon you, and you want to be delivered from it today. Let me tell you something. God wants you to be delivered just as much as you want to be delivered because His message through Moses to that mighty monarch of that day was to let my people go. And that's God's message to you today. God wants you to be free. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to be victorious. He wants you to be an overcomer. And through and by Jesus Christ and your faith in what He did, you can be free today. Glory to God. You can be free. But just because Moses went in and said, God said, let my people go, Pharaoh didn't just throw up his hand, let the people go. He clamped down that much tighter. Things got just, got harder, more unbearable. Ten times, 
Moses stood before Pharaoh. And, and get this now, God sent plague after plague. He turned the water into blood. Sent plagues of frogs. Frogs jumping around everywhere, croaking, loud, keeping you up all night. Vice, flies, animals dying. Plague after plague, God sent hailstones mingled with fire. Boils came upon the Egyptians. The locust came and ate up all the crops. And then there was the plague of darkness. In all of those plagues that came upon the Egyptians. Now I want you to get this. Israel was dwelling in the land of Goshen which was within the confines of Egypt and every plague of judgment that came Israel was not affected any none whatsoever so you see some have said that because of the events of this past election that God's going to send judgment what do you think, Brother James? I believe people in this country, the majority of the people in this country voted right. But the election was stolen. And if judgment comes, it's going to come on those that did what they didn't have any business doing. But, but, but whether, whether, whether it happened that way or not, if God don't judge this country for the sin of homosexuality and abortion, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Judgment is coming. But God knows how to put a difference between Egypt and Israel. God knows how to put a difference between those that are saved and those that are unsaved. Look at Exodus 11, verse 7. The Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. And while all of Egypt experienced darkness, there was light in the land of Goshen. And while all the other cattle died, the cattle lived in Israel. Now, Israel, they didn't experienced the judgment, but they saw the effects of the judgment. As their Egyptian friends lost everything they had. And you can imagine the emotion that would go along with that. I believe there's going to be some hard times coming to this country, ladies and gentlemen. Judgment is coming. God knows how to protect His own but it's going to be hard for some of us to see what happens to those around us that are not saved. And it will affect us not directly, but indirectly. And if it affects you directly, understand that God's allowing it because He's got something better for you. 
God's not going to hang you out to dry. He's not going to let you go. You can run if you want to run, but wherever you run, you'll find God there. I know because I've been there. I've run from God, but everywhere I run, He was there. When I met Dana, I was running from God. I said, let's go out Friday night. I can't. Well, why not? We got church Friday night. Revival. Well, I'll go to church. Well, I was running from God. What did I do? I run right back into the church. <laughs> Glory to God. Some of you this morning, you need to stop running. It's time to come home. The shadows are lengthening fast. The judgment is coming. There's a night of judgment coming upon this planet. You need to stop running. Let God have His way. Now I want you to get this. God performed miracle after miracle in front of Pharaoh. When Moses stood there before Pharaoh the first time, he had his staff in his hand. And Pharaoh wanted to see a miracle. Wanted to see a sign, a wonder. Jesus said, a wicked and an adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And when Pharaoh asked for that sign, Moses threw his stick on the ground and it became a serpent. Well, that didn't face Pharaoh at all. He had his wizards to come. And they throw down their sticks on the ground and they became serpents as well. But Moses' serpent ate up all the other serpents. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Miracle after miracle, God performed. He sent plague after plague. But get this, none of the miracles, none of the plagues, no act of God could deliver Israel until the blood of the Lamb was shed. Glory to God. And in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Life begins when the blood of the Lamb is applied. Verse 3. He said, Speak unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. In Genesis, right after the fall, Adam and Eve stood naked before God. They got some fig leaves and tried to cover themselves. And the Bible says that God killed a lamb. He killed an animal. 
and took those coats of skins and covered Adam and Eve. A lamb for a person in Genesis. Later on we see Abel coming, offering a lamb unto God and God accepted it. In Genesis we have a lamb for a person. In Exodus it's a lamb for a house. In Leviticus, it became a lamb for a nation. In the New Testament, it became a lamb for the whole world. (laughs) Glory to God. And in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11, the Bible says, They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Overcame what? Overcame sin. Overcame the devil. Overcome demon spirits. Overcome the world. You can be an overcomer today. But only through and by the shed blood of the Lamb. And John the Baptist said when he saw Jesus coming on that Jordan River that day. He said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away sin of the world. And here in Exodus 12 and verse 3 we see a lamb for a house. It was a lamb for a person. A lamb for a house. A lamb for a nation and a lamb for the world. Behold the Lamb of God. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at... 252-299-4234 You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234 This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina As well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.